The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your pissed-off host, Raider Greg, and yes, this is going to be one hell of a rant, and I'm going to definitely use some explicit language, so turn it down, hide the children, you know what you gotta do, because Raider Greg is going off on this show, 328. And you'll be sorry someday. There ain't no post-game. There ain't no pre-game in this show. The one thing that'll be consistent in this show is the bone line, which I know and I feel you all out there. I know the feeling of the Raider Nation. We're going to let you guys let it on out because you have to do it because I'm doing it right here on this show. I just want to talk about our team. Our team in the last two contests have shown Not just deficiencies, which is light to say the least. We blow ass. We have sucked the back teat of the NFL for two solid games. And let me tell you, folks, all you playoff hopefuls out there, that's some bullshit. Because this team, and let me remind all of you, no team that takes a shit on the field like we did in the last two games goes to the playoffs and does shit, folks. I'd love to go to the playoffs. I'd love to see us give a a good chance and and have an opportunity to to go all the way to the Super Bowl. But do you want to be like a popcorn fart and go into our first playoff game and get pummeled 47-3? to Because that's what's going to happen to this team for all kinds of reasons. And we're going to talk about this on this show. Now, if I were buying a used car, I would stray far from Hugh Jackson. If he was selling me a used car, hey, I I couldn't believe it. I'd buy that piece of shit and bring it back the next day because it would be a piece of shit because that's what he's selling the Raider Nation. First of all, how many weeks do we have to listen to? Well, Moore's getting better. McFadden's getting better. Ford did not participate. Hayward Bay was full. Moore was limited. Shillings was limited. Satelli was limited. Jones did not participate. McFadden did not participate. Campbell did not participate. Henderson did not participate. Kelly was limited. Moss was limited. And Huff did not participate. So that's the medical. What was Moore able to do? He did some he did some things. He did some good things. I mean I was glad to see him back out there, but again, I don't want to push him too far, too fast. But just to have him back out there catching balls, running around was good. So that was a good start for him. You know, when you come out here and run around and full speed and do those things, I think the next day is what's important. You know, just making sure that you still feel good. But again, it was great to have him back out here running around. I think his teammates was glad to see him back out here. Gave us a little life and guys were, were running around today. It was a good day. What kind of boost would he give you on Sunday if he was back? I mean... Obviously, he's one of our better players. I think anytime you can get one of, the, one of your playmakers back, it gives you a tremendous boost. But I, again, this is going to be a football team game. You know, it won't be just one guy. One guy can't change uh, where we need to be. It's got to be our team, our team on offense, our team on defense, our team on special teams. We got to do a better job, period. 
he might be a spark, though. Like, he might there's, be a spark. there's no question he can't because he has that kind of ability. But, again, just uh, as we know, one man is tough for one man to do it. It's got to be a team effort. We've been on a couple of long trips, and I think the injuries, you know, obviously it's taken its toll. And I think guys have done a great job, you know, over the last two days getting themselves as healed up as they can so they can come out here because they understand you got to practice. You got to practice to give your team the best chance to have an opportunity to compete. So there wasn't many guys in the training room. The guys that were in there were the guys that have to be in there for several different reasons. The other guys with just little nicks and bumps and bruises, they were out here practicing, trying to get better, trying to help this team be where they need to be. Just tell us that they're not coming back. I'm good with that. John Dickinson, our Raiders insider. We're getting the latest on the injuries first here in the wheelhouse. John Lundmatt, Steinmetz. Hi, J.D. How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Good. A uh, little bit of good news to report today. At least uh, the Raiders getting closer, getting one of their playmakers at least back on the field in limited fashion today in Denarius Moore. Yeah, tell us about that. So what, what does that mean? Does that mean he's going to play, or is he testing it out, or where is, he, where is he at? Well, he's beyond testing it out. I think it's still too early to tell whether he's going to play, and, and the big question is going to be how he feels you know, later on today and really feels tomorrow. Can he follow that back up, uh, you know, according to Hugh Jackson? But, no, he was beyond testing it out, which had been the case really the past couple of days. Monday, he had been running off to the side with trainers. That was the case. Uh, he and Jacoby Ford running off to the side on Friday as well, but unable to practice, unable to play in the game against Green Bay. But, no, he was back out on the practice field today. He went through uh, the drills with the uh, other wide receivers, also fielded some punts. Now, it appears that that was pretty much the end of it because he was still listed as limited when we talked to Hugh Jackson after practice. So I don't think he went through the full team scrimmaging today. But back on the field nonetheless and a positive sign. And, and hey, Hugh Jackson said there was hope on Friday that Ford and Moore could have even played against Green Bay. So I think it's a very good sign that Moore will be back this Sunday. In regards to other injuries, what is the latest on, on everything else in addition to Moore? No surprise, no Darren McFadden still. He's not uh, out on the field. He, he uh, did not run or work with any trainers. However, Jacoby Ford still in that same mode uh, the past couple of days. He was out with Taiwan Jones, with trainers. He was doing some jogging, doing some sprints, agility-type drills. Uh, looks like he's still he's closer but not quite able to get out uh, on the field with his teammates. Uh, Michael Huff and John Henderson were a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball that uh, were not out there as well. Chris Johnson still not uh, with the team. He had returned, told Hugh Jackson, hey, I can't go uh, in dealing with that personal uh, tragedy with his sister murdered and, and his mother shot. Uh, the funeral actually was yesterday uh, for his sister, so he was back uh, taking care of that as well. He's not back with the team yet, and, and Taiwan Jones was out working uh, with Ford. Uh, some of the good news, uh, in addition to Moore, Shillings, and Darius Hayward Bay, they both did practice with uh, the foot and heel injury. So it's a mixed bag, but the, the Raiders all of a sudden a little more thin on the defensive end of the ball. Yeah. You know, the only person you're kidding is the fans, you idiot. And I don't use that term loosely. I am sick to death of Mr. Bubbles blowing bubbles up my ass. That's a fact. And I think I might not be the only one that's tired of hearing we got to work harder, we got to get better. You touched on this a little bit on Monday, but obviously margin for error gone. Absolutely. The margin for error is gone. There is no more. You know, we got to play Raider football the way we know how to play. I feel good today because I think our guys understand what's at hand. You know, it's not like we don't. We do. It's sitting right out there all in front of us. We need to go play well here at home. We're not traveling anywhere. We're just traveling up the street, you know, into our stadium at the O and get ready to play. And I think our guys will be ready to play.
You know, we got to work harder. We got to get better. Well, no shit. I mean, we all know you have to work harder. We all know you have to do better. But, hey, when the team takes a royal crap on the field, you take all the, it's my fault. How's Hugh feeling? Is he as cute with the media after these two losses? No, I, I don't think so. And really, I think he's toned it down quite a bit, I, I think, compared to even where things were in the middle of the season. I, it seems like he made a, a little bit of a personal adjustment after that previous two-game losing streak when they got beat by Kansas City and Denver because it seemed like everything to that point, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of I believe in this and I'm going to do this. And, and I think it maybe came back to Han, and at least the perception might have come back to haunt him a little bit uh, with respect to the media. But no, I think Hugh is, is himself, you know, which, you know, typically doesn't give you a whole heck of a lot of information, but he's going to do it with a smile and he's going to answer every question. He's going to protect his team. And I think that's been, you know, the other consistent message. He's not really coming out like I know fans and a lot of people in the media want County. They want, they want names, they want answers, they want to know just exactly who's screwing up on every particular play. And for the most part, he really is still refuse to do that but he's in good spirits i think he's an ever forward kind of a guy it's my responsibility to get these guys ready to play well guess what i'd fire your ass how's that shit it's your fault when we lose okay you're out that's what i would do if we had a general manager which incidentally it's red flag time people when the hell are we going to get a general manager for this team? That should have already been going on right now behind the scenes. We should hear something about the search for a GM for the Oakland Raiders, and we have heard nothing but crickets. But I digress. I'm talking about Hugh Jackson, the used car salesman at this point. Hugh, get it. We are not stupid fans. We are not dumb fans. You can't say we made a few mistakes or... You know, we had a few turnovers. You can't win a game like that. This team played like shit. And the faster you say the team played like shit, the better I'll feel as a fan because, hey, I'm not blind. I see the games. We see the fuck-ups on our team. Penalties, that's undisciplined team. That You know what? You're taking a page out of the Al Davis coaching ranks. The team is never at fault. The players are never at fault. Let's coddle them, and maybe if we're nice to them, they'll turn around and have a better game. Is that the philosophy here? Because if it is, it ain't working, Padna. The fact that you talk about playoffs in your... (laughs) Playoffs? You're talking about playoffs in this team that has shit itself two games in a row? And I mean not losing by a field goal. Not even losing by a touchdown, but losing by 30 points in two games? (laughs) Yeah, that's just a bump in the road, Hugh. Yeah, we all feel this team's ready to launch up and go to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. What kind of a bullshit is that, Hugh Jackson? Who are you trying to sell a car to, Padna? You ain't going to sell it to the Raider Nation because we ain't fucking buying it, Padna. For the Raiders, uh, they're in a situation where uh, they may have to win all three, uh, but uh, first things first, the Detroit Lions coming up on Sunday and uh, now joined by the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, Hugh Jackson. Hugh, how are you today? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Uh, how about you? I mean, we, we talk about the ups and downs uh, of an NFL season. I mean, uh, how concerned are you about the way things have gone the last couple of weeks? 
Oh, I'm concerned. I mean, obviously, you don't like to go out and play the way we've played the last two weeks and uh, have the losses that we had. But at the same time, we got a big game this week against the Detroit Lions who are coming into town. They're playing for something. We're playing for something. So um, something's got to give here. Now, nobody's beat Green Bay, but the defense has allowed a lot of points the last two weeks. The turnovers are alarming. And I know fans that call me up, they go, okay, how, how do you turn this around? How do you fix the problems that you've seen the last couple of weeks? How do you answer that? You fix them. The turnovers are very fixable. It's about playing intelligent football. I mean, we got to do a better job of taking care of the ball, and there's no question about that. Now, we got to also do a better job of tackling on defense. I mean, we need to get to the ball and uh, do a better job. So all those things are fixable. Some of the things that we're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, not to the degree of two games in a row, had plagued us a little bit earlier in the year, and we were able to get it turned around. So I'm very comfortable that we'll get this fixed also. Coach, from your vantage point and and watching uh, extensive film of, of the game, are you at all worried about effort? Has that been an issue in any way, shape, or form? It's, it's not effort. The guys are playing as hard as they can play. Um, I think what we need to do is, is just get back to focusing on the details and making sure that we're finishing plays. It's not effort at all. I think our guys are trying as hard as they can. Um, obviously, we played a really good football team this past week, who's the best in football, a team that we aspire to be someday. You know, to have an opportunity to have a run like they're, they're having right now is remarkable, and we got beat. We got beat by a better ball club than what we are at this point, but there's no question. Um, there's some things that we're doing to also help teams beat us. We can't turn it over. We got to make sure that we are, we're stopping the run and making sure that uh, we're cutting down on these penalty issues that have plagued us all year. Coach, is your quarterback pressing a little bit now? Well, there's no question. I think maybe in that game he he did. Obviously, he wants to make plays and, and give his team the best opportunity to make plays. And sometimes it's not just him. Sometimes everybody's got to be in the right spot in the right spot too but at the same time he got to make sure that he takes care of the ball and always get us to the next down when there's an opportunity that uh, you can either end up turning it over or just give me an opportunity to call a better play the next play. I would assume that their McFadden situation has been very frustrating the last couple of weeks. You think he's getting close, you might have him, might have him, and then and then he's not able to answer the bell. Where do things stand right now? Well, it's the same. And and like I said, I've I've quit even, you know, talking about it until someone gives me concrete uh timeline or, or day when I think he's going to be back. So I think we're still day to day. I know he's closer to being back than not being back. So I'll just keep yep. you know going on that uh, mode and make sure that I get the players that are here ready to play. Hugh, don't you just almost have to prepare as if he's not going to play? Isn't that the mindset your football team has to have right now? Well, that's kind of what I've had here lately, you know, because we haven't had him. So anytime a guy's been out as long as he has, what we have to do is just continue to move forward. And I think uh, that's what we're doing as a football team. That's what we've done. And like I said, I mean, three weeks ago, we had coming off of winning our third game in a row, and now it's been two uh, bad weeks to where we haven't been able to get it done. So we got three weeks left. We got one coming up this week that we need to get ready for and go play well. Is momentum in football the same as having confidence? I mean, is there a difference there? And are you worried at all about your confidence being shaken right now? No, I'm not worried about the confidence, but momentum, you're right, or is very important and, uh, to any team. I think momentum, you know, I don't, you know, there's a saying, does momentum build confidence? The confidence build momentum. <laughs> I think they kind of go hand in hand. You know, I think what you got to do is uh, get back to doing the uh, fundamental things that give you a chance to win. And obviously, winning a game gives you great confidence. So this team knows what it needs to do. This team has a strong foundation. Um, obviously, uh, we need to get back to the things that we know how to do, um, whether it's offense, defense, and special teams, and do them as hard as we can. And I know this team very well, and that's what they'll do. 
Hugh, for all intents and purposes, the playoffs start Sunday for your football team, and I would think that that's a message that they already know. I would think you're, you know, you, these guys are going to be ready to go Sunday. I mean, don't don't you kind of look at it? It's the playoffs are starting this week. Oh, there's no question. I mean, our playoffs really started last week, and we failed that test. And so here's the next one, and uh, we need to rise up and play the way we know we can. And uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Is it a matter? And I know you said it's fixable, and turnovers, of course, are fixable. But I mean, when you when you talk to the fans in press conferences, because that's really what you're doing when you come on this radio show. From your viewpoint, you know this team better than anybody that's listening right now. Is it are are they just small things? I mean, is it something that you know you 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 can get your hands on and fix oh, within yeah. three all days? These, that's what's interesting because all these things are so fixable. And what happens? Little things, though, as you both, we all know, and I think the fans do too. They turn into big things. You know, so what you have to do is fix those things as fast as you can. Uh, they're all very fixable, and if they wasn't, I'd, I'd be really concerned. But I know they are. I know the uh, pulse of this football team. They're excited about playing this week. They feel really bad that they've uh, put a bad product out there the last two weeks. I do, too, and uh, rightfully so. We have not gotten it done. But uh, we got a chance to right this ship, you know, and get back to playing the way we know how to play. And uh, we're looking forward to a big-time game this weekend at, at the O. Hugh, I asked you last week at this time if your team came out flat, and you said, you know, you don't like to use that word, but now it's been two bad starts in back-to-back weeks. So tell me about getting out of the gate better than you have the last couple of weeks. Well, I think that's important, and that's going to be one of the emphasis. we got to start faster than what we have. I mean, uh, obviously you can't start off by giving up a um, touchdown play, the second play of the game, and you can't turn the ball over the sixth play that you have it on offense. So uh, that's, that doesn't lead me to believe that a team's flat. That leads me to believe that we got to make sure – that we're, you know, buttoning down the hatches and making sure we're taking care of the details. I mean, we were moving the ball down the field on offense, and then, bam, we have the turnover. And um, on defense, you know, we jumped off sides the first play, and then the second play, I mean, they hit a crease, and guy goes for 47 yards. So that's not being not ready. I mean, again, you got to get in the right gap. you got to use your hands. you got to get off blocks. you got to finish plays, and you got to take care of the ball, and that's what it comes down to. Are you a tough guy to be around when you, things are going the way they've gone the last two weeks? You doggone right, I am. You know, this team knows. I'm, I'm, you right. know, I'm chomping at the bit. I don't. I mean, I'm no different than anybody else. I don't like uh, the things that are being said about our team. I mean, this is a team, like I said three weeks ago, that was uh, right where they needed to be, and, and we've kind of fallen down and stumbled the last two weeks. But I think uh, these men, and, and they are men, they understand what's at stake here, and uh, we're not going to go backwards. Uh, I talk about it all the time, and we only can go forward here, and, and obviously we could go backwards, but we're not going to let this thing go the other way we're going to go play the way we know how to play we're playing for something what an exciting time to be a raider i mean there's a big time game that's going to be played at the oldest week i hope our fans come out and support this team and uh we got to give them something to come support and that's what we're looking forward to doing Hugh, we talk to you each and every week, and we, you know this uh, about the up-and-down season, but other than the actual loss itself, is the toughest part about being a head coach, having to deal with the media and answer all these questions? Oh, yes, it is. I mean, there's no question. I mean, uh, when things are going good, those are easy questions. When sure. things are going tough, those are the hard questions. But that's okay. You know, that's uh, that's part of the job also. And, um, and I appreciate our fans' concern and everybody's concern. But uh, I can see pretty clearly what's going on here and have had a pretty good pulse of it. 
Uh, obviously, like I said, we were, I'm very disappointed about the Miami trip. I'm very disappointed about the Green Bay trip. But those were two trips that hopefully we'll grow up from and learn from and can look back when this thing is over and say that really propelled us to where we needed to be. All right, let's talk a little bit about this week's opponent, Coach, and the Detroit Lions. Let's start by looking at them defensively and with Indomitian and Sue coming back. You look at their front. Uh, they're very, very uh, tough. What do you look at with this Detroit team defensively? Oh, they're fast. Uh, they're big. They're athletic. Uh, obviously, Sue is a tremendous football player. So is Corey Williams. So is Vanden Bosch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this number 92 is as good a pass rusher as I've seen. Uh, so they're, they are a very, very good opponent on offense. Obviously, with uh, Calvin Johnson and the young quarterback, this, they have a real good nucleus of young players over there that are starting to really ascend. They're 8-5. and five. They're trying to make sure that they, you know, get a playoff berth for themselves uh, within that division they are in. The Packers are kind of running away with it, but uh, they're right there in the hunt to, to be a wild card team. So this is a really, really good football team that's coming in here. They'll be really hungry, and so will we. Coach, they have been very Jekyll and Hyde, including from one half to another this year, probably more so than any team in the NFL. And I, I would think that when you're playing a team like Detroit, you know they can come out and be brutal in a half, and then it's almost like a light switch goes on in the second half. When you prepare and you've looked at them getting ready for the game, what is it with that offense that's been so inconsistent? Well, I think, it, I mean, kind of like us, they've had some guys get hurt. I mean, Javit Bess has kind of been hurt. The quarterback's been out of game. You know, he had an injury with a thumb. Um, they've had, um, as I said, some guys in and out. But they, they're they a really good good offensive football team. They know how to move the ball. And um, I think sometimes uh, teams start defensing you for things you do well, and they take it away, and, and then you got to go find something else to do. But I don't – I know people say they're a Jekyll and Hyde team, but they're also an 8-5 and five football yep. team, and they've weathered the storm, you know, on some, some down times, and they're back up and rolling. You're not afraid to roll the dice. You've proved that from week one. You'll go forward on fourth down. You'll fake punch. You'll fake field goals. But with, with uh, doing that as often as you've done this year, have you lost the element of surprise with three weeks left to try to a uh, fake? I mean, is there is there an aspect of a fake field goal or a fake punt where really the key is to try to catch the other team off? Uh, you know, surprise. Have you lost that element there? That's the key, but I don't think we've lost the element. <laughs> I mean, obviously, when they work is really good, and when they don't work is really bad. I think we always got some tricks up our sleeves. I mean, we've uh, had to change our offense a little bit to get to a situation where we have a chance to move the ball and score points. I think we're getting better at that. Uh, we're by no means uh, uh, there yet, but I think uh, this week we're looking forward to really having a, our offense be what it can be again. And then on defense, as, as we've talked about, we got to go make sure we get teams stopped. And on special teams, we're going to stay as daring as we've been and see if we can create some opportunities for both offense and defense. It would be better for me, this fan, if you pointed a finger. Our defense plays like shit. Our defense have played shitty for the last two games. We got behind early and never saw the light of day because the defense has done shit for two games in a row. Not any pressure on anyone, and that's happened in games earlier this season as well. Chuck Brainless Man has got to get kicked his ass out of this fucking organization yesterday. John Dickinson. John, how does the defense get better? I mean, how, how do they keep from giving up all these points? I mean, you can make the excuse for Green Bay, but Miami put a ton of points on them, and Miami just fired their coach. You know, it's a matter of responsibility and individual responsibility, and the linebackers are just not doing the job uh, against the run from, from where I sit 
And, you know, it's funny, Rolando McClain actually did talk to the media today, and he had kind of slyly said, hey, I'm not going to exactly say what happened on, on Grant's long touchdown run, but it was almost as if he didn't want to throw somebody else under the bus for being in the wrong spot. I think it comes down to trust. You know, and, and he said that, and, and Hugh, I think that plays kind of coincides with the fact that, that he feels that maybe some guys on the defensive end are, are trying to do a little bit too much to make up for other weak areas. McLean said the word trust. You know, Bresnahan talks about it all the time, the defensive coordinator, the fact that his defense, everybody's got to be in the right spot. Everybody's just got to take care of their job. And right now I think they are lacking some trust that the guy next to him is going to be in the right position to make a play. I don't know about you guys, but I see absolutely no, no good defense on this team. Our run defense blows. Our pass defense blows. Our rush defense blows. Our sacks blow. And I can go down the list one after another. Penalties one after another. This guy has no business coaching a team. I'm sure if he's not history this year... There's going to be some heads to roll. It would be if we had a general manager. Yeah. He's Bill Romanowski, and this is the Romo Report on 95.7 The Game. Romo, tell us about boar hunting, why the Raiders need to <laughs> boar hunt, and what they were lacking. What, what did they do Sunday that offended you so much, Romo? Did they look like they weren't playing as hard as you'd like them to play Sunday? I don't know if it's necessarily that, but... It was just very uninspired football to me. You know, I want to see guys that fly, you know, on defense. Well, let's just talk defense. When my analogy of boar hunting was really this, guys, is there are people that like bacon. And we all like bacon. It mm-hmm. tastes really good. Okay? You know, when you play the game of football... You know, you can go to the store and just go grab some, or you can go out and hunt it. Well, on defense, you have to go out and hunt your bacon, hunt for your food, and that's how you make a living. And if it's knocking the crap out of somebody, because that's what you have to do on defense, then that's what you do. If it's covering somebody and not letting them catch a football, then that's what you do. If your job is to sack the quarterback and you have to go through two guys, bring it on. Because you can't tell me if you can't tell me there are two guys in the NFL, two linemen, that can block Richard Seymour if he really wants to get to the quarterback. But you gotta want to. You gotta want to hunt that wild boy and eat your bacon that way, guys. Well, Romo, you said yesterday that, you know, at one point you said this game is not that complicated, but doesn't Green Bay make the game a little bit more complicated for a team like the, the Raiders? Well, number one, they make the game look real easy, which is in some way you could say that is very complicated. It's very hard to make it look that easy. Uh to have that kind of talent all come together with a quarterback that is that hot, with an when it is clicking like that, and we've seen an offense that kind of has resembled that to me in the past would be New England, very similar to me. They want to throw the football. Uh, is it complicated? Is it hard? 
to stop a team like that? Absolutely. But it all starts with one thing, is you have to get to the guy that's throwing the football. That's got to be the number one thing. I want you guys to know it's not Monday. I'm not doing this podcast on Monday. It's Tuesday freaking morning. I have had plenty of time to compute and mellow out and 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 think about this whole process and where we are at this time of year. And you know where we are? We're nowhere. We're in the toilet. Denver is going to take the division. Hell, maybe San Diego will, but we don't want it bad enough. It is obvious. We don't have the players to do it, and we're not going to be able to do it. Don't tell me that we're in the hunt for the playoffs, you, because that's bullshit. Don't try to sell tickets at the Coliseum with some pipe dream like we're going to come in there and make a game of it. Where's the bully, Hugh? Where's the bully? Well, it's bully shit, like I said a long time ago. It continues to be so, and I see no change in the game coming up here against the Lions. The Lions are going to roll us up and put us away, and that'll be the end of that. And I'm telling you, it's a fact. I don't give a shit if anybody says that I'm being negative. You're being so negative. I'm being practical, and I am observing this team and the players on it just continue to shit on themselves game after game after game. And the coach that can't just go in the locker room and go, come on, fellas, we could do better than that. You, you guys know we can. Because he's coddling these guys, and he's not giving them any responsibility for what has been going on here, including our new two-first-round quarterback, which, you know, I was hoping – I was hoping for this guy, Carson Palmer, to come in and make a difference. To come in and and manage a game. And I hate to say this, but Jason Camel never had this many turnovers, even in his worst game. Carson Palmer is just not making it. And he just shows that he is not worth a fourth-round pick, let alone two firsts. And incidentally, it'll be a first and a second because that's where we'll end up. And that's what our record will be. So we don't have to give up two firsts. Yay! Hugh, final thing. You've had a long relationship. You've known Carson Palmer for a long time. He's been through a lot. He's a veteran. But do you do you, do you have to talk to him through this right now? How, how's he holding up after a couple of rough weeks? Uh, he's been great. I mean, we had a great conversation on Monday. And um, he understands. He's been, he's, Carson's a big boy. He's been playing this league a long time. And he understands the pitfalls of it. And he understands the ups and the downs and all that. And uh, what he has to do is uh, continue to always put his team in a situation where they have the opportunity to be successful. And um, part of that is the quarterback is making sure you take care of the ball. And uh, he understands that. And, and he's looking forward to going out and playing this Sunday. Well, big game, obviously, for the Oakland Raiders, the Detroit Lions in town. And, Hugh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday of next week. Always good having you on. Thanks very much. got it. Thank you. The team is fractured. The locker room is separated. You can see it on the bench. There's no hiding that, Hugh Jackson. There's no hiding that the team is eating its young, man. How would you describe the mood and the energy today? It was awesome. I mean, it really was. I mean, it was. It probably was different than it's been in the last four or five weeks, you know, because, again, these, these guys understand. I mean, I, I know this football team, and I know uh, where their head is, and they understand what we need to do, and, and we'll come play, and we'll play the way we're supposed to play. How was it different? I'm sorry? How was it different? How was it different today? I just think uh, the urgency 
the intensity. I mean, we've been on a couple of long trips, and I think the injuries, you know, obviously it's taken its toll. And I think guys have done a great job, you know, over the last two days getting themselves as healed up as they can so they can come out here because they understand you got to practice. You got to practice to give your team the best chance to have an opportunity to compete. So there wasn't many guys in the training room. The guys that were in there were the guys that have to be in there for several different reasons. The other guys with just little nicks and bumps and bruises, they were out here practicing, trying to get better, trying to help this team be where they need to be. You got the receivers on one bench. You got the quarterback on the other bench. You got everybody spread out with their head down in their lap. That's the positive attitude we're supposed to see out of this team this time of year. I say if we don't start putting in some people we haven't seen this year, then we're really fucked up. I mean, <laughs> I hate to even say this because I'm going to choke on it, but you better bring Terrell Pryor in here and see what he can do. You better open him up on one of these NFL games and see what he can do. I'm not saying he can throw the ball any better. I'm not saying that he has better skill set, but give the kid an opportunity so we can see what he has. We have no wide receivers, so what the hell does the difference make? Hey, maybe you got some wide receivers on the bench that'll work out. Maybe you have some other people on the defensive side of the ball that are on our, our second team that, that can make it happen here. Why not try them? Why not put them in? What do we have to lose, Hugh Jackson? They couldn't play any worse than the players on the field, and if they did, who gives a shit? At least we'll get a chance to see if they could play or not. Give them an opportunity. That's how you find your superstars in this league, giving them an opportunity. Yes, and I know I'm going to hear this crap about how negative I am and how, how we could still make it to the playoffs if the Broncos lose two and the Chargers lose one and these people do this. And, hey, if Mars lines up with your anus, exactly. You know, really, if the Raiders can find a way to get to 10-6, and six, it would basically take the Jets uh, and the Titans and the Bengals all would have to win out to beat the Raiders out for a wild card. So the, the, the Raiders are still in a pretty good position if they can win all three. Now, Denver would be a little bit tougher. They need them to lose a couple or lose to Kansas City. But it, it really isn't all doom and gloom as much as they don't control their own destiny anymore. And, and great point, because everybody wants to think, oh my God, the Raiders are done. But the Raiders are in a situation, you got to hope to hell that Tom Brady goes into Denver, which is very, very possible, and wins, and you take care of your business on Sunday, then you are going to be tied at 8-5. and five. Now the thing is here, the Raiders have two games left in division and in conference to where Denver only has one. So we right. could actually see an identical record, right, between Denver and Oakland in the conference and division. You, you could, and, and that, it comes down to common opponents, and actually right now, it, it, should they end up tied, and I'll try to make it as simple as possible, should the, the Raiders and Broncos end up tied, should they have the same divisional record, it'll come down to common opponents. And the, that right now, the Broncos actually have a two-game lead in that particular category, uh, when it comes to Ooh. common opponents, yeah, the Broncos and Raiders actually play 12 common opponent games. They've played nine of them to this point. The Broncos actually have a 6-3 and three record in those nine. The Raiders are 4-5 and five in those nine games. So the Broncos will have the edge there, but what the Raiders have to hope for is either to, to win out, have Denver lose a couple, or have Denver lose to Kansas City, 
the final day of the season because if Denver loses to Kansas City, their divisional record would be 3-3. Three and three. If the Raiders went out, they would have the divisional tiebreaker record. The Raiders would have a 4-2 and two divisional record. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of that is still plenty of time for all of that to play out. I mean, give me a break. Is that the way we want to go in the playoffs by hoping other teams lose? Losing to two teams by 30 points in a row, two games, and we're going to, oh, yeah, let's go into playoffs. Let's go see how we're going to do. Uh, I, as a fan, really, I don't need to be embarrassed by our first playoff game being 46-3. to I, I just don't need to see it, honestly. Do, do you need to see that? Hell, even our special teams that it was touted to be so fantastic with Leckler. <laughs> and... You know, Jankowski, Leckler, he's punting like 22-yard punts, 30-yard punts, 46-yard punts. Yeah, he got an 80-yarder. But, I mean, he's not as consistent either. Come on, when we were winning games, he was booting them out there, man. We were having a great pickup. There were nobody making any yards on us. What happened? Let's just take that. What happened to our special teams? There's nothing that's changed. We have the same players on the field. What happened? That's right. We lost to Narius Moore. Look, we have a lot of our guys out, out of this game. And it's catching up to us. We don't have the juice to make it happen. Okay, so be it. Where is the change in the game plan, Hugh Jackson? Don't you think that other teams are going to key in on Michael Bush? Hey, let's just take that as the... Eight man in the box, nine man in the box sometimes. You know, every time we look like we might run the ball, there's no way for him to go. And you run right off tackle. Right off tackle, uh, Michael Bush, one yard. Michael Bush, half a yard. Michael Bush, two yards. You think they might be ready for that play? How about this? Third and 25, Michael Bush, off tackle. If I see that again, I'm just going to throw a rock at the television. And I'm not the only one who thinks so. Romo, looking at the Detroit game coming to town on Sunday, am I being an ill-tempered person or a, a smell fungus to think that the Raiders have no chance to win this game? Uh, I tell you what, you can never say that in the NFL. If they play like they have the last two weeks, you could make that statement. But I, I tell you what, in front of their home crowd, hopefully we're going to have one of their three big playmakers back because there is a part of me that wants to think that it's very similar to what happened when Peyton Manning went down. Peyton Manning went down and the Colts turned into a, uh, you could say, a very poor football team. Well, guess what? One of the three, you know, big playmakers that the that uh, the Raiders have right now, if they come back, how does that change the dynamic on the offense? And I'm hoping it drastically changes it and opens things up for basically all we have right now are a bunch of possession receivers. We have nobody that can stretch the field. That makes it really easy for a defense to play against us. And we have a running back who is darn good but he can only run between the tackles. That makes it easy, too, for a defense. So um, I'm hoping 
that some of our playmakers come back and we see a different team out there on the field on Sunday. Adam Kaplan, NFL injury expert, is with us now. Listen, the the, the injuries here, Liz Frank, Liz Frank, whatever the, what is it even called? And, and what the hell is it? You know, I, I'm going to make it easy for everyone to understand. It's um, there. It's basically, it's a midfoot sprain. And I had heard about this when Deuce Staley, the former Eagles running back, who ironically now is assisting Eagles running backs, he's on the Eagles coaching staff. When Staley had this injury in 2000, I never heard of it. Um, hmm. You know, I consulted a doctor. Said, "What is this, Liz Frank? L I S F R A N C?" He said, "Let me let me explain it to you. It's basically there. There are two types. There's one that's a very bad broken foot, and it's a midfoot sprain. It's high up in the foot, and the problem is because it's not a natural break." It's a significant injury, almost like an ACL for a foot. He said it's, uh, it's basically when, it, you, when you have surgery, you will not be – if he had to have surgery, and by the way, Darren McFadden will not have surgery. If he needed to have surgery, not only would he be out for the season, they would have put him on IR a while ago. Hmm. It's a long recovery time. We're talking months, not weeks. Okay. It's, a really bad, it's a really bad injury. Eric Rett, the former Buccaneer mm-hmm. running back, uh, Eric Davis, you might remember him. Yes, of, I do. Of, how about this? Let me tell you this story about Eric Rett. He suffered it. It ended his career. He tried out for a team. He tried to come back like a year later. He ran like a five, five flat in the 40. That ended his career, obviously. So it's real bad. It, now, now, the one that McFadden has, okay, it's basically he has the non-displaced uh, Liz Frank sprain. That's basically a six- to eight-week injury. We're now in week seven if you include the bye. So to me... I think it's going to be real close. That's why they've not put him in injured reserve. I think he's got a shot to come back by week 17. If by some miracle that they win the division, and listen, they're only game out. If they win the division, I think he's got a shot at the playoffs. But here's the problem. When you have these, the, this type of injury, the swelling does not go away for probably two to three months. He's going to be in pain. I don't know if he'll, he'll be the same Darren McFadden we knew before the injury. So I don't know how successful he's going to be when he gets back. Well, now let me ask you this: You were talking about they would have already had the surgery on the leg on, on his foot if uh, it, they were going to have it. Now, he, yeah, if he displaced. comes, if it was displaced, yes, if it was displaced, no way he could play, and he would have to have surgery. Okay, okay. so if he hasn't had the surgery, then it, it really is a sprain. Because I was going to ask you, what degree yeah. of instability would would you measure before you did the, the surgery? Right, because because what would happen is he would have tests, and he would have he had the X ray, obviously. And if it was displaced, he would have had surgery. It's non-displaced, which is good. But, I mean, this is a bad sprain, okay? And uh, when Hugh Jackson gave out the information, he, he begrudgingly, that confirmed what I, I, I understood last week, that it was a Liz Frank sprain, and it, it's bad. So, again, he's still not – the reason why they didn't put him on IRR is because it's really an eight-week deal. Mm-hmm. But the problem – you know, here's the, and another way to sum this up. Had he been an offensive lineman – he probably could come back right about now because he, you know, he doesn't have to run. He has to play in space. You have to run and cut for your living. Like Eric, if you had it being a corner, I don't think you could. I think it's still eight weeks because you're not, a guy's got to run for a living. Well, I played with a player, uh, Tim Biakapatuka, who had this injury, and he continued. He, he came came back, and that was going to be my next question about McFadden: uh, the strength in that foot. Even after eight weeks, will he be able to play and be strong enough to cut and run? Because Bianca Patuka came back, and eventually that ended his career because he ended up breaking that foot. I mean, where it, was, it looked like a limp noodle where it broke completely right. across. Uh, right. It's got to heal correctly. Right. If you guys remember Tim Bianca Batuka, very hyped running back, I think coming out of Michigan. But his career, yeah, he had so many injuries, as you know, uh, playing with him. 
what is the risk of of it becoming displaced if he's able to tolerate the threshold? It's got to heal. See, it's got to heal. It's a great question, Brandon, and they'll decide that by the testing. Uh-huh. They'll have to go through testing and evaluation quite a bit, and I, I would assume he's seen a specialist that I have not, that I don't know about. Then they'll decide when he could start running. See. Everyone assumed he was running. The only thing I told was he, he was getting out of the walking boot, and mm-hmm. I have not heard if he's even been running yet. Yeah, it, doesn't, so, it sounds pretty ominous. No, Right, uh, right. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's going to be real close whether he can come back by week 17. I would be stunned if he came back before that because until, he's got to run first. Then he's got to let the trainer, I think it's um, Rod Martin, you know, kind of pain he's in and whether he could tolerate the pain. And this guy has played through a lot of injuries. This is a different injury, one that is so uncommon it takes a lot of care. They have to be very careful here. The drive, Tierney and Davis, 95-7 the game. And I keep going back to McFadden because he's so young and he's so talented and he represents what what could be so good for this franchise. I'm curious, Adam, if it heals properly, is he susceptible to another Liz Frank sprain because you initially had it or no? You know what? I, I, would, say, I would say this. If it heals properly... And that's a big deal because these Liz Frank sprains are bad. They have to heal properly. It's a weird injury. I, I would think he'd be okay because he would get cleared. Okay. I think that, that's a good question. I don't, I don't recall. Now, I, I remember talking to players about this who've had it. I've talked to a couple over the years. But they had the big surgery. You know, when you have the surgery, it's, many, you know, it's months, not weeks. Mm-hmm. They just had to wait until it was healed completely because if you don't, because the bones are weird. It's high up in the foot. You have to be very careful. It's, an, it's, it's just an unorthodox injury, for lack of a better phrase. It's, you have to be very careful with it. So, Brandon, your questions are great. I would say he will not get clear until it's completely healed. It's not like an ankle sprain where you could, you could just go in when it's not 100%. It's got to be 100% healed or he can't play. We are not playing with the same players we were playing with five months ago. Why is the play calling the same way? John Dickinson. Offensively, you know, the big sentiment in the last couple of days is you don't want to make an excuse because of injuries, and Hugh doesn't like to do that. But they have been, they're, they're not as talented a team on the field as they were three weeks ago offensively. And Hugh Jackson has admitted, and he did it again today, that it's, it's really completely changed the game plan and the way he's put in the game plan and the way that he's even called plays in-game. And I think that that's where you've seen – you know, some of the defensive issues, they pop up, and then the lack of talent, maybe offensively, to come up with a full game plan, they're just letting games get away, and that's what you saw the past couple of weeks. The game got away early, it just kind of snowballed, and they couldn't possibly get it back. I, you know, I thought you were supposed to adjust. I thought you were supposed to put our players, and this is a quote from you, Hugh Jackson, our players in a position to use their skill sets to do the best on the field. Horse crap on you Jackson let's not point any fingers to there's nobody with any responsibility you know if you listen to any of these press conferences well that's just how it is we we, we messed up a little here we messed up a little there <laughs> do you know that I have heard so many people and I haven't heard this and I don't even know if I remember hearing this I turned off the game even when Russell was playing, I didn't turn off the game. I mean, these last two contests, more people, more Raider fans turned the game off and, and left the house, walked the dog, took a crap, whatever you could do to get away from the embarrassment of these games. 
Is that the kind of fan base you're building, Hugh? Is that the kind of confidence you want out of your fans? Are you kidding me? These last two games have flashes of the Art Shell era in 06. We called it the dark times. You guys know that? We don't want to talk about 06 because it was so severely pathetic that it was painful. But guess what? We watched those games. We were pissed. Yes, I remember. I had a lot of shows that were absolutely, they were funny because I made fun of it because that's all you could do. This isn't funny. Here's something else that's not funny. We lost to the Kansas City Queefs, a shitty team. We should have won that game. We lost to Denver. We should have won that game. We lost to teams. <laughs> the Dolphins we lost to. We should have won that game. You cannot get those games back. The Bills, there's another game we lost this year with all our first-ring guys. Those are games you have to have, Hugh Jackson, if you want to be a playoff team. Playoff teams don't play like we play. Now, the best thing about it is we get to listen to this Tebow shit for the rest of the season. Every week, it's Tebow this, Tebow that. You got to give it to the guy, and you got to give it to the hoes because they have a team that's all fucked up, but they've won six in a row with one of the worst quarterbacks, with the worst quarterback rating in the league. How come? Because they have heart. Because their team plays with desire and passion. Their defense is off the hook. They play to win the game. They try to win the game. And the Raiders, with better players, can't muster up, you know, a decent game to save our season. That is pathetic. Hey, and you guys got the, you, everybody's got the guy in the office, the Tebow guy. He walks by you. He does the Tebow. He comes up, points at you. Ha ha. How do you like that, Raider fans? How do you like hearing about this guy every minute of every day from every Bronco Ho fan you've ever known and some you never know? This is the story of the AFC West this year. This is the number one headline, Tim Tebow making it happen. And the Raiders are a distant memory of five games ago, whatever. Okay, Raider fans, that's it. I'm done. I'm finished ranting, and I, I, I don't have. I have more to say. Uh, trust me, there's way more I have to say. But I gotta let you guys get in on this because uh, this is the way it is. I'm gonna play the bone line. I'm gonna play the bone line. Consistency. I got nothing else. I got nothing else to say in this fucking thing. Uh, I'm pissed. Good luck. Uh, the Lions. Well, <laughs> they're coming into the Big O, and you know, like I said about the uh, Packers, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to spend a fucking shitload of time trying to break down the team and try to see how we match up with the Lions because we don't. We don't match up with them. They are going to come to the Big O and kick the shit out of us. That's what I see. The last two games have shown that this team has absolutely zippo zero, and our home field doesn't mean shit here this season either because we've given it up like a hoe at home to a bunch of losing teams, and you know what? You know, I, I I can't say anymore. So here's the bone line. I got to let you guys vent because I just vented for almost 20 minutes, and uh, you don't have to listen to me either, but listen to each other because uh, there's some interesting takes here, and that's all I got to say about that. 
bad to the bone. Oh, this is C-Money. I'm watching this game right now, Ready, Greg and Randy. And I got to tell you, man, I called it. It's going to be a fucking ass-whipping and a half. I knew it. Yo, we got to get rid of the fucking coach. All the coaches, get rid of Hugh Jackson. He sucks. He can't fucking play call for shit. I thought this guy was about something. He's garbage. Got to get rid of him. He sucks. Bresnahan's a fucking joke. Get rid of his ass. Get rid of the OC. He sucks. Carson Palmer's fucking garbage. I said it from day one. That was the worst fucking trade we ever did that I can remember up to date. That was the worst trade we ever made. Cost us a one and a two. What a fucking joke. Our season's over. We can forget it. Whether Denver beats Chicago or not, our season is over. Make it short and sweet. This is C-Money. And you guys have been boned. Raider Nation. Going on. Raider Chris Grant and PA. Got done watching the game, and uh, I, I'm not even in a bad mood, like, because I, I seen this coming. It was in previews at the newest movie that I just seen in the theaters. Uh, we lost by 30 points, and uh, we lost by 30 points. First, I'm gonna say fire Bresnahan, bring in Del Rio. He's from Cali. He, he's got experience at defensive coordinator. He's a winning head coach. At this point, I would say fire Hugh because he doesn't even look like he's got any emotion in the game. He wasn't ready to be a head coach, and we'll never fire him because he was Al Davis's last big signing. I say next year, fire him, bring in Jeff Fisher, and, and, and just start this. We gave up potentially two first-round picks for Palmer. My man had four interceptions today. He looks scared. Hayward Bay is the Hayward Bay that uh, we drafted when we first drafted him. He's dropping passes. Uh, the defense, I, I didn't even think it existed outside of, and I hate saying this, McLean. Him and Curry, you know, those two men stepped up. Uh, I mean, other than that, it was like Rogers had a smile on his face all day. He was toying with us. It's like one of those little dolls that you buy in the store and you pull the pull string in the back of them and the doll does whatever you tell it to do. Like, we were the doll. It, it just, in the last two weeks, it, we decided to play football in the last five minutes of the game. It, uh, that's not football. I don't know. It doesn't look good. I, I still think we can still win out if we get some of these players back. But if this is our, our lineup for the rest of the year, and and teams keep throwing games for Denver like today, like Barber runs out of bounds with a minute left in the game and then fumbles in overtime? Come on. We see why Dallas got rid of you now. I just want to know how much he was paid to do that. Seriously. But I don't, I'm done venting. I'm getting ready for Detroit next week. Like I said, hopefully we can get more and Ford back because God knows DMC's babying the shit out of this injury too. So, at this point, I'm like, fuck DMC. I'm sorry, Raider Nation, you can hate me for saying that, but he, he's, he's baby in this injury. Nothing's being told to us by Hugh Jackson. Like, you know, they're talking about building a bully. Well, guess what? We're being bullied. That's exactly what we are. And, and, and don't don't give me this blaming on the injuries. This is why we're losing. Because, you know, it, it for the most part, it is. But the guys that are playing need to have more heart and need to step their game up a little more because right now they're they're being bullied, not building bully.
Raider Nation, this is Raider Chris, Scrant PA, I'm all like that fat girl in Dodgeball. This is Raider Cogs calling in from Miami, Florida. Feeling a little bit better, even though we lost, but I feel better after that uh, debacle in Miami. Uh, you guys are saying, how do you feel better? Well, I tell you, there's a team there that did not quit, my friends. Uh, they did come out, they knew the odds, they knew we had no weapons, uh, and they knew we were going we to get handled. And uh, I think that the defense, uh, in the beginning, it was a little shaky, but uh, I liked how they were getting after Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it showed some uh, resilience there. Uh, I think that, you know, in the long term, we could be okay. But now with uh, T-Bag uh, winning there, uh, kind of puts a little uh, <laughs> end to our season almost there, guys. So, uh, you know, I definitely don't see them winning the Broncos. I don't see them winning the Patriots game. But against KC and uh, – Against Detroit, I, I don't, I don't know what you know. These guys were pulling out these friggin' miracles left and right, and uh, might have bad news for our Raider Nation. But eight and eight, you know, or maybe nine and seven. Maybe we get a better record and don't get in. Who the hell knows? Um, still have faith in the nation. Hopefully next year we'll uh, get rid of our coordinator, get a new coordinator, and uh, maybe that'll be the final piece that we need. Or maybe it'll take a couple seasons like it did with Mr. Gruden. To, uh, to get us over the hump, so to speak. But uh, I like what I'm seeing so far as, as far as where we're headed as an organization uh, and how we're trying to do that. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Injuries are a mother. Well, Raider Nation, have a good night, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Malik. Malik from Tucson. Yeah, I'm calling uh, after the debacle that occurred uh in Packerville. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like they came out really unmotivated and uh, started out pretty slow, and that was pretty much the end of the game. I guess 7 nothing. we should have just called it right there. Uh, they looked like they were lost. Once again, the, de- the defense showed uh, zero discipline, zero effectiveness. Uh, I still don't know how Bresnahan has his job. Um, and as far as uh, Coach Jackson, once again, um, the team came out completely unprepared. Uh, they look like a, a shell of the former team that was looking so good earlier in the year. Uh, I understand that we have uh, plenty of people that are hurt, including Denarius Moore, and uh, I don't know if Jacoby Ford's come back or not. I haven't really seen him. Um, but guys like Lewis Murphy and, and Shillings and uh, Hayward Bay, just uh, they have flashes, but they're just inconsistent. Let's just face the facts. They're really inconsistent. They're, just, they're not there yet. And uh, we just got to fight for the rest of the season and, and hope for the best. Uh, we, we blew our opportunity to control our own destiny. Uh, the Broncos, you know, God, I can't stand them. They're rolling. Uh, we just got to keep hoping, man. Season's not over, but uh, it's not looking good. Uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to the next game. Every game here on out is a big game, and uh, hopefully we can turn this thing around. All right, go Raiders. Bye-bye. Hey, Raider Nation, it's L.A. Raider calling on the podcast. It's been a while since I've been on. Uh, I had to call, man. I had to let it out. I need to vent. And Raider Nation podcast, you guys are my church. Because I'm saying I'm going to speak out here. I'm going to speak gospel right now. Even though it's not the right gospel. Who wanted to hear? Anyways, first I want to say thank you, Raider Greg, for doing this, uh, for putting the podcast. Sorry I missed you at the... At the Bears game, I was there, section 146, 
Cephas to 13. Next time I go, I definitely want to say hi to everybody there, including especially Ritter Gray. So, anyways, my call is about the Green Bay Packer game, and uh, man, we didn't even show up. I mean, just look at just look at the plays. Just look at the how the body language of our players was. Carson Palmer throwing these 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 uh, Aaron passes, and everyone's dropping them like they're afraid. It's like it's the fucking Packers. They're a football team. They just got green on. Who gives a shit? You know, it's like what the you know, and and, and is it. Is it uh, because we traveled? Because Miami kind of looked like the same way. I mean, we couldn't get no offense started. But, I mean, it looked like the identical game almost. You know, we couldn't score until the third quarter and shit. What the fuck is that? You know, we're supposed to have Hugh Jackson come on. We're supposed to have, you know, this, you know, this so-called powerful offense and shit. And we can't handle nothing. We can't put, can't even get close to getting field goal in the first, in the first quarter. In the last two games, come on, you guys! What the hell? I mean, it's just—it's just ridiculous. I thought we at least keep it close and, you know, score maybe two touchdowns the first half, you know. But it's just—it's just embarrassing. I mean, sure, you're the, you know, undefeated champions or whatever, but it doesn't matter. You know, look at look at how uh, uh, Buffalo beat fucking New England this year. You know. And that's another thing. We don't win. Seems like this year we never win a game if we never get to the quarterback. And I'm sorry, Seymour. Yeah, he's all pro, whatever. But not not lately. Not you know. It, it either it's, you know he's getting old, and he's not having the same strength or the same push as he used to. Or we got to get back another defensive coordinator. Last year we were tied for most in sacks. This year we're we're sixth or fifth. And last year, we had the 10th best uh, defense against the pass. Or, I'm sorry, number two against the pass. Yeah, we had Namdi, but we might have slipped, you know, without him, you know, the 7th or 8th, or maybe even 10, you know. But shit, fucking going all the way to, like, the, what are we, 26, 27th against the pass and the same thing against the run? It's ridiculous. You know, we don't, get no, we don't do no blitzing, none at all. Thanks, Bresnahan. Uh, that's all I got to say, you know, I'm going to go watch the Monday night game. The teams should be named nameless, but I'm a football fan, and I want to see at least competitive football. So, Raider Nation, I'm out. New Jersey Raider, Dave, Colin, Greg, and Randy. It's Monday morning here in Lambeau, and uh, it's 14 rows behind our bench. Uh... Saw our problems. Saw the wide receivers sitting on the left. Palmer over on the right. Wide receivers yapping it up, yapping it up like they got some problem. Meanwhile, I'm screaming at Haywood Bay to catch the damn ball. But Murph was over there jabbering, jabbering. So there's got to be some kind of problems going on in there. Anyway, I just want to give, uh, you know, these guys over here. I was one of the last Raiders in the parties last night. And, uh, I didn't have one person put me down. So, you know, just want to say these guys are class act up here. And they were happy. It'd be nice to be that happy. All right. New Jersey Raider Dave out. Hey, this is Chester Thunderpunk calling from Oakland. It's the first time I've uh, called. I listen to the podcast all the time. Uh, I totally dig it, brother. You guys do a great job. Raider Greg, Raider Andy. 
Anyway, uh, you know what, man? I hate to say it, but ever since that Denver game, this this team has just gone downhill. And uh, you know, and every in every facet of the game, on both sides of the ball, special teams, our coaching is just <laughs> oh my god. Bresnan is a fool. Why that guy is still in the league, and why? We actually even gave him another chance. I mean, really, Al? Like, what were you thinking? Why, why is he? Uh, yeah, enough. Anyway, uh, Hugh Jackson. Oh my God, dude! I don't know what to think about him. I really don't. I mean, every time they panned to his face on the sideline of the game last week, I swear to God, I thought he was gonna cry. <laughs> he looked like somebody stole his PB and J, and he just looked like he was about to snivel. Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Come on, man. Get it together, bro. Like, really? I mean, we've got, what, three games left? We're still playing, like, we look like we're playing in the preseason. It's ridiculous. You know, the penalties? Come on, man. I mean, you guys are professionals, right? I mean, how can they continue to make these mistakes and then actually go out and cash a paycheck? Shit. I mean, if you and I were to, like, screw up like that in our jobs, I don't think we'd be around very long, would we? You know? I don't know. You know, Palmer's looking horrible. Grenadine's got nothing to work with. You know, his best receivers are hurt. But he's just making bad decisions. Darius Harewood Bay, I mean, come on, man. How many how many balls did he drop last game? You know, you got to help his brother out, man. I mean, he's got nothing to work with. Bush, everybody knows. we got no speed. Stack the box. We're done. You know, I mean, what are you going to do, right? Uh, we're just not playing intelligently, and I really believe that comes down from, from, from the coaches, man. I mean, what else can you say? I don't know. Anyway, sorry to be negative. I, I'm still going to watch. I, I love this team. I always have. I always will. Always. Forever. But they just don't look – they just don't look – like they're going to do anything. They get to the playoffs, we're going to get waxed by whomever we play. I'm sorry. Anyway, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. You guys be cool. And uh, hopefully, you know, there'll be some kind of happiness the next three games. Oh, I just hope they show up, man. All right, I'm out. Raider Greg, this is Raider Steve from the IE. I'm just calling in this morning with my disgust for the Raiders. Um, Two weeks in a row now, we've laid an egg. I mean, we have really went out there and just shown we weren't coached properly. We weren't prepared as a team. Disgusting. Um, I have not turned off a game since Jamarcus Russell was quarterback. In the last two weeks, I have walked away from the game and said, I don't give a shit. They just disgust me. And I'm here to just, you know, let everybody know this this is bullshit. You know, I was planning on taking my little boy to his first Raider game this year. And I told my wife two weeks ago, we're going to wait till the playoffs and we're going to the first game. And now what? Bullshit. You know, um, I guess I'll have to wait till next year because uh, they are not playing like a team that wants to go to the playoffs. I believe at this point we're going to have to win out and hope that uh, I believe I was overhearing Denver has to lose against the Queefs. Um It's possible. I still think Denver is just um, 
bunch of a bullshit team. Um, T-Blow is just a uh, crappy quarterback who's getting lucky. I don't know how the hell he came back against the Bears, but either way, I mean, um, the way we're playing, hell, we can't even, we can't beat KC anyway. So what what am I thinking? So just calling in. This is you know let my frustrations out. Um, Hopefully, you know, we get back on track. Palmer needs to get his head out of his ass and take care of the football. Hayward Bay needs to quit going back to his old habits of dropping every ball thrown his way. And, you know, we need to get the running game back on track. I know Bush had something like 78 yards yesterday. But, um, you know, those guys up front need to block a little bit better for him. Um, And maybe he's just tired. I don't know. Um, You know, they're really running him to the ground with everybody being hurt. So, I don't know, but uh, it's bullshit, you know. So I hope we have a chance at least going into the last week of the season against the uh, Super Chokers. But, uh, you know, first things first, we got to beat Detroit this week. So hopefully we do that. All right, Raider Nation. Talk to you later. I'm out. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Really, I called the show just to talk about a team that's not playing against these fucking Chiefs. In this region, we rarely, rarely get to see my beloved writers on television. But, y'all, man, I, I don't know how I feel. I, I still got hope. I still say we're going to win the West. I just still see it. You know, Bill Belichick will put some shit on T-Bay, cut his nuts off. But Chuck Bresnahan, I, 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 he's terrible. I mean, we know this anyway. But the play calling, he was calling. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. You know, I got to the point where Phil Sims was saying, well, Aaron Rodgers knows you're not going to blitz. I'm fucking sitting at home, and I can see that you're not going to blitz. So I don't know what the fuck Bresnahan was doing. You know, he just was terrible. They kept showing his dumb ass on television. You know, I would rather promote Rob Woodson as defensive coordinator and, and, and Kevin Ross back him up or something. I don't know. Albert Lewis, whoever the hell's back there. You know, but still fuck the Chiefs. Uh, I'm still going to try to make it out to the game. You know, I don't think it makes my day go really, really well is watching these pathetic Kansas City queefs uh, getting their ass kicked. That shit's nice. It's therapeutic for me. But fuck the Chiefs. We still going to win the West. I'm still positive. I'm not negative. You know, we just got to get some speed on the outside, get the receivers back. You know, I think McFadden is done for the year. So maybe Taiwan Jones can come back, but we need some speed. You know, uh, I guess they're thinking Carson is Tim Tebow or some shit. I, I don't know, but, you, you, you know, you can't turn, you know, chicken shit into chicken salad for receivers. All right, I'm out of here. Fuck the Chiefs. I'm out. Raiders for life, baby. Hey, Nation, what's up? This is J-Dub from Vegas. Been a while since I called in. A little disappointed about the way that this season is turning out. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to make the playoffs. I don't think we're going to win the division because it just looks like Denver just can't be stopped right now. I don't know what the deal is. Um... If we do make it, it's going to be in a wild card capacity, but we'll see. Anyway, I just kind of wanted to pose a question, see how everybody thought about it. Um, You know, I'm kind of thinking that 
you know, what if the Raiders could get away with trading away Run DMC for, for like a first-round pick or something like that, maybe even a second round. But honestly, I you know, he's got a lot of talent. You know, he's a playmaker. I think that he could pull a first-round draft pick from somebody. Um, I just think that it's probably time to go ahead and let that guy go because, you know, when has he ever finished a season for us? Never, you know. And, yeah, he's a playmaker, but when does he ever play? So I think, you know, maybe it might be time to go ahead and cut that loose and, and pick up a first-round pick and then go pick up a better uh, playmaking running back um, or whoever, somebody that could help us, just somebody in the first round and run with that. But, uh, yeah, I was just wondering, you know, what everybody would think about that. You know, go ahead and let McFadden go. Um, all right, peace. Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. Give me a call about this uh, Raider Packer game. Uh, I guess in the way it's wasn't surprising that we lost. I guess it's just how we lost uh, again. Uh, two weeks in a row, just basically self-destructing. Um, I guess the difference with this game, I saw that we had more of a chance to possibly make it a game or win, you know, that first drive. But when Carson Palmer threw that interception and basically Ryan Grant ran in for a 30-something yard touchdown, it was pretty much we're in bad shape. Uh, I don't know. I think we're at the point now we're just – I think we're done, especially now with Timmy Teabag winning the day. I don't know. This guy must be the luckiest guy in the world, but uh, I think Denver just maybe their team of destiny, and they're going to win the division. And uh, maybe it's best for us to just go ahead and try to regroup next year. We're too banged up. We don't have our speedster wide receivers uh, forward and more. <clears throat> we don't have McFadden. And now I saw in the game. Looks like Schilling Glass Schilling got hurt. Of course, that's not uh, nothing unusual. Hey, we're Bay got a little nicked up. Looks like he'll be okay. But we were basically down to two wide receivers, so we are just decimated, you know, a wide receiver. And pretty much you could say running back, too, because, you know, with Tywan Jones, excuse me, not being there, um, I think we just need to just regroup and try to get healthy. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to make some adjustments for next year. I hate to be talking this way, but I just don't see us getting in. I just – you know, with Denver now officially one game up on us, and the schedule's favorable for them. They're, you know, next three out of four at home, they got New England, which, I mean, even though New England looks like they can beat them on paper, I don't know, man. I mean, they may get in there and just shut New England's offense down and then keep it close, and T-Bag pulls out another one. Um, then we've got, uh, you know, they've got Kansas City, and at their last game at home, and they got Buffalo. So, really, those teams, uh, they we just got to hope that maybe they could lose two out of three and we could win the next three. But uh, it, it's just I think we're in some serious bad shape. And the Jets won today, so they got the final wild card spot. We got to hope for them to lose. So, it, it's just uh, I think we need to start over. We're just decimated injuries. Shaughnessy and DN that hurt us at the beginning of the year. Um, decimated wide receiver and running back. I think we're just we're done. I just can't overcome it and the quarterback. And this is just too much. We we tried, but it's just too much. And you know we're basically limping in the playoffs. We get in, we we'll might get blown out first game anyway. The way we're looking. So uh, I just think we need to 
you know, get a new D coordinator, brush the hand needs to go. Got to get, get jacked on Rio. If he's out there, bring him as a D coordinator and just change his whole freaking defense around. Get another D to get younger D tackle. Get some more linebackers. Uh, probably if, if some way if we can get, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, of course, no offensive line. We all That's always been an issue. I think we need to try to get a veteran offensive lineman or something and help out this line because it looks like they're getting worn down. Uh, then uh, I think if we can uh, possibly get maybe some type of running back uh, to help uh, give us some more depth there. I mean, uh, I know we got Taiwan Jones and Bush, but if we lose Bush, then we got to get somebody, you know. So, I don't know. Schrader, Greg, it's just uh, very disappointing. You know, you look back, we had three games we should have won. We should have beat uh, Buffalo earlier. That's coming back behind us. Should have beat Denver the first, second time, excuse me. Should have beat Kansas City. So, you know, we put ourselves in a hole like we did last year. So, um, I don't want an 8-8 eight eight season, but if we do finish 8-8, eight eight, I mean, this, it is what it is. Hopefully we can beat Detroit O next week, and all we can do is just win out and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, get back into it some kind of way. But it just looks bad with, you know, a teabag. I just don't see this guy losing. I don't want him, you know, to win, but I'm tired of it. I mean, this guy keeps winning. They're just hyping him up more and more. It seems like they want a Super Bowl between Denver and Green Bay. Well, more and more I look at it, it looks like they want the story with Tim Tebow and Aaron Rodgers going up against one another. I don't know. Anyway, I guess uh, we'll see in the next few weeks. Hopefully we just went out and see what happened, but I don't think so. I think we're just a wounded dog now. Raider Nation for life, peace. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. It's been a while. thought I'd cool off a bit, but... After the Denver loss, things haven't changed a whole lot. It's time for the Raiders to get a, you know, I've been saying this for about two years now, get a GM in there and then start changing the coaching staff once again. You know, I haven't been on board with Hugh Jackson since the beginning. He ain't done nothing to change my mind. I've said it before, I know. But he's like a used used car salesman. I'm not buying what he's selling. Tries to sell you a cherry and it's actually a lemon. His play calling is just horrible. I'm not calling because we lost to Green Bay. You know, we lost to the best team in the NFL, but at least we could have given effort. There was no effort there. And as far as the trade for Carson Palmer, I still feel the same about that as well. You traded two future high draft picks for a guy that's on his way out, basically. If you look at his career stats before he joined the Raiders, 128 touchdowns, or 133 touchdowns and 128 interceptions, that to me, that's average. You know, he's not a a real bright spot. I know he's better than Kyle Bowler, but still. I think it's time after the Detroit game 
whether we win or lose, it's time to see TP, Terrell Pryor. we got to see what this kid can offer us. It's time to start looking at what we got as far as young players. I'd also like to see us bring some players off the practice squad like Eddie McGee, six foot two, two fifteen, wide receiver out of Illinois. I watched him for four years. I know what he can do. Also played quarterback. And Jay Lehman, another guy, tackling machine, middle linebacker. Why can't we see what these guys can offer us going into the next year? I mean, hell, we don't have no draft picks. We're going to have to address the players we need in free agency. But if we don't have the right coaching, it ain't going to matter. I've had enough. I'll see you. Raider Craig, Raider Randy, it's Raider Ho. Uh, another dismal Monday here. Uh, just want to say props to the Coachella Valley Raider Booster Club. Went over there for the first time. It was pretty, pretty sweet, awesome. Of course, it was all Raider fans. They had food. Raider Claus was there. Violator was there. It was a great turnout. Had a good time. Now let's get back to the dismal game. Pretty pathetic. Uh, they said that they had uh, two weeks to prepare. Well, we over-prepared, didn't prepare for Miami, and obviously we didn't prepare for the Green Bay Packers, or should I just say slackers, because I'm just pissed. Anyway, fellas, well, looks like uh, we can kiss the AFC West goodbye. The freaking donkeys got a horseshoe up their ass. They're pulling out every freaking game. I guess that sometimes it's uh, good to be lucky than to be good. Um, shoot, I really don't know what to say. They need to sweep these next three games. And uh, let's see what happens from there. So, always a Raider fan. Guys, love your show. Keep up the good work. And we'll talk to you later. I'm out. Well, that was it for this show, Raider Nation. I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) Because I sure did, because I feel a lot better getting it off my chest. We got a whole lot more to do than just get players. We have no draft picks next year, and we are really in big-time trouble. We need a general manager. We need one now. We need to get one in here. We need to have the team start looking for somebody seriously, and perhaps... And perhaps, maybe, I'm hoping we get rid of this defensive coordinator and uh, bring someone in here that knows what the hell they're doing. And, you know, um, I, that's all I can say. Uh, this game is coming up. Good luck. I'm going to be there. The tailgate will be off the hook. I'm not expecting to win. Uh, we just see if they can play. Because I really doubt that we bring a game. But we'll see because they haven't brought shit for two games in a row. And being at home don't make no difference, like I said. I know this show has a sour note, but that's what they're playing on the field, and I can't hide the obvious because we know better than that, don't we? I am Raider Craig, and I am so 